Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Hey everyone and welcome to Countercharge. I am Kyle Prezelinski. And I am Jeremy Duvall. Welcome! Super excited for another road to Adepticon. And now I should say it's the quick jaunt around the block <laughs> Adepticon because Adepticon is almost here. Too, too scarily so as I look at my table of Forge Fathers, but we're really excited to have the man, the myth, the legend, the, the Twinkie himself, Kyle Prezelinski. How are you doing, Kyle? Doing good, man. How are you? How are you been? I haven't talked to you in quite a while. I know. It's been crazy. You know, I've just been busy with work and um, getting everything ready for uh, Adepticon and some other major, major life changes, which I won't get into, but everything is going good. You know, uh, life, they say life is what happens to you when you're making other plans. Oh yeah. I, th- I think that is very true. The older I get, the more truth I find in that statement. Um, We've had an, an absolutely insane start to the year at Mantic. Uh, lots of planning happened sort of at the end of the year and, and we're kicking off a lot of new changes that Ronnie has sort of dubbed Mantic 3.0. So it's a whole a holistic change to how we're doing different marketing and sales strategies, uh, even you know model designs and how we roll out releases. So it's it's a pretty big swing and change. We released a, a blog post earlier, uh, I think it was on Friday actually, uh, of early March here, where we put a little teaser in there talking about STLs. So, you know, there's all kinds of fun things happening right now at Mantic. Nice. So can you take us through maybe, you know, uh, before we get into Adepticon specifically, what, you know, can you give me like the elevator pitch on Mantic 3.0 or maybe talk a little bit about philosophy, philosophy wise, what's guiding you guys into 2023? Yeah, I mean, it's we're, we're looking at an industry that is incredibly competitive and we're going up against giants in a lot of cases like GW, obviously. And you want to find ways to stay relevant and grow. And the growth has been a huge factor for us. I mean, we, we really want to make sure that what we're doing is focused towards growing not only, you know, retail spaces, stores that are offering our products, but also the communities that play them. And those two things tend to, to go hand in hand. So when it comes to recruitment, you know, you you drive recruitment through ease of access to the product ranges, you know, good product price points. That's where things like the Armada ambush box, or not the Armada ambush box, the Kings of War ambush boxes came from, you know, hard plastic quality models at an incredible price. And that's sort of the whole approach of what we're taking. Um, he, I mean, this year for Kings of War, Mantic is spending more money on Kings of War we ever have in the history of the company. Ronnie has said that a couple of times and it is very legitimately true, including back to Kickstarter days when, you know, tons of money was getting put into Kings of War. So this is a, a very big investment year for Kings of War, for growth around all those things. And the release schedule that we have this year, it, it's it's got some texture, man. I mean, it, it, it hits the different game systems that we have just at that perfect kind of pace where you're you're getting into 
you know, sci-fi for just a little bit, maybe a month, month and a half, and then immediately back into Kings of War, back into Armada, something like that. And, and it sort of just flows back and forth. So we don't have these four or five, six month gaps where a whole game system just gets totally ignored. So we, we really paced it out and planned it to be designed in a way that everyone is getting attention and, and getting new releases and, and updated books and rules and all the major game systems are getting attention. There's, there's huge you know, milestones for every game system at multiple points of the year. Kings of War actually has four milestones that we're going through this year. So it's a, it's a really big year for how we're doing all kinds of things. Um, we've got a brand new rules committee that's, that's sort of gotten cracked away on a lot of things for Kings of War. Um, we've got a playtest group that is literally just now getting put together and getting started on a number of different projects with Kings of War. So, I mean, it's, it's all kinds of stuff, man. We're, we're, we're trying to grow. We're trying to you know, invest in, in hard plastics and good quality models and break into that STL space that people are demanding that we get into. Um, you've seen stuff with the companion, you know, how we're trying to push that forward and find the right solutions as a product. So it's, it's so many things, but it's, it's a really exciting time. It is. I mean, so much of what you say there just like makes my little like nerd heart, uh, fill, fill with joy. Uh, and I think a lot of it is, we learn in life by trying, right? And I think I've seen a lot of that with the companion is, okay, let's get it out there. Let's see what people like. Let's see what people don't like. And it seems like you guys have been like really open to the companion feedback. But one element that we talked about in our last episode when we were doing a little bit more firefight is being able to put when you do want to do an open beta push those changes out to the army lists really fast on yeah. the companion. I think that's fantastic, right? So you can start making army lists right away with the beta changes. Uh, I just, I really love trying to use the companion as that sort of lightning quick tool to gauge temperature in the community. Yeah. I mean, we'll think about it with, we're, we're seeing it already into effect with firefight, but if we want to come out with a new model or a new range or new army, whatever it happens to be, and we release rules for it, but we don't have the models ready, then, you know, in, a, in an agnostic system, people are immediately going to look at other options out there. And while we understand that that's part of the game and part of what the appeal is to get people to be playing Kings of War in the first place, we want, you know, our customers to look at Mantic models first and foremost. And the design philosophies are changing. We're sort of leaning into what we do well and, what the companion gives us the opportunity to do is when we're ready to release a model, if it's a new model that doesn't exist currently anywhere else, we can say, boom, here's this cool new model. Here are the rules for it right away. So there's no delay. There's no, you know, lag that happens. Even with the halflings, when we did that, uh, you know, back in 2020, uh, it was a situation where we released the book with Clash of Kings and it had a beta list. And then people were immediately putting armies together before the models were available. So we're trying to avoid that mistake again. Uh, it, it's a, it's a great tool in that sense. And, and all the things we've got for Kings war this year, when they come out with rules, uh, the models are going to be available, you know, officially right away too. And I just love that real time ability of let's put it out. Tell us what your feedback is. It's not so much as we have a new unit. Let's put it in the clash of Kings book. And then we got to wait for a fact or an errata or something. I feel like the, the sort of, we're beginning to see made manifest the sort of, core idea that the companion can be a living rule book and i yeah. think we're start right we're starting to see sort of the genesis of that idea actually happen in the digital flesh with these firefight beta changes yeah and and ideally what we'll do is the the companion will get it early 
and we'll wait just a little bit and then we'll obviously get a PDF file that's available to everyone just so that, you know, we're rewarding the people that are that are subscribed to it. But at the same time, we don't want to cut everyone out and literally say, well, no, you have to wait until a printed book comes out to, out to get the rules at all. Because if we come out with, you know, rules for something in May and here it is a brand new thing, you can play with it right now if you're subscribed. Cool. Uh, a PDF comes out maybe, you know, June, somewhere in that time frame. Outside of that, if if you didn't wait until it's printed again, because it's not currently in the red rule book, if it, you wait all the way until it's printed for something like Clash of Kings in, in the fall, you're you're missing out on a huge portion of time. So we we are going to print them eventually, but we want to make sure that you get it as as available as possible through the companion first and foremost, and then at least a PDF after that. And to me, it's like one of the ways that I found, um, and I've always been like a proponent of the companion while also realizing that everything you release, you're going to find things that you can make it better. You know, obstacles are a pathway to mastery. And some people don't realize that like, it's okay to find something and something that you've created that you want to change or make better. That's not, that's not bad, right? Always improving is good. But one element of the of the companion that we use a lot at um, I'm not sure if you saw the video yet of Rashad's difficulty toing the riddle of steel while he was sure. in the hot tub smoking the uh, smoking the cigar and drinking the yeah. cocktail. I really love the ability that you can keyword search the rule book in the through the companion. Sure, it is such a useful tool. Uh, like we found that where it came up a couple times where it was like some of the special characters in Riddle of Steel had access to wind blast or, or some spell that wasn't in your regular army list so instead of having to go to like the easy uh, to it uh, to the army creator make an army look at the rules we just went to the rule book and just searched wind blast and then bob's your uncle the rule pops right. up really quick so that's a feature that I, a, a lot of people haven't really been looking at the companion before i think a lot of the focus on the companion has been simply around the art the army builder. And then I think people are now starting to use the tournament functionality, but I think the easy access to just the basic core rules, I think that's really valuable. Sure. And and that's, you know, where we talk about trying to build the value to, to the customers and what they actually want. We, we really do try to listen. I swear every time, you know, people bring up any kind of thing, we see it, we talk about it. It's, it's not missed. It's really not. We, we, we look at all those things and talk about ways to improve it. And I feel like Elliot's been really responsive just taking feedback uh, in stride and trying to get it to a really good place. It's that's a core philosophy of Mantic is, is just to make stuff that people actually want to use and then listening to the feedback to make sure it's right. Yeah. And I think if you, uh, you know, have had the privilege to talk to Ronnie and I think more so than any other game game company players of Mantic, I think almost way more people have a story about a conversation they have had with Ronnie than I think you could say about any other game company is he's, he has that philosophy of, we want to have a connection to our customer base, not just so we sell them products and they buy our products. I mean, that's an important part of any business, right? But that seems to be like a core philosophy for you guys is to have a relationship with your community beyond just them as uh, people you're selling stuff to. No, it absolutely is. I mean, I, I've done, this is the second uh, community involved thing I've done in the past few days. I went on to Blue Box, which is a uh, tabletop RPG channel, you know, on Twitch where they were talking about terrain crate and wanted to know more about Mantic. And we were, were Ronnie was on, um, Oh, I know the guy's name is Rob, but I can't Rob's tabletop something. Uh, 
you may have seen it on YouTube, but a couple of years ago, this guy literally tore Mantic apart saying, you know, a, a failure, bad products, quality control, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. recently he's uploaded a video that said, I haven't looked at them in a while. And holy crap, they've they've turned things around. And, yes. you know, we saw that immediately. And I actually reached out to Rob and Rob got back with me and we got Ronnie on the show. And it, we, we're always trying to be connected in that way. It's It's incredibly important to Ronnie especially. But we just we love making cool games and being involved with the players like the fun of it is why we do it It, realistically it's it's just because it's a cool thing and i mean that that was always the great vibe about kings of war to me and and that came from mantic really it was that same sort of connection the fact that i can you know send an email to the ceo as a customer and he likely responds is insane like absolutely insane and that's really the difference you see in executive leadership right is that executive leaderships i think they set the tone and for the culture of the company and i think that like ronnie's done that really well in setting like what is the tone of what you know, or what is the the community that i want my company to be a part of and we've been seeing it like we recently did our 600th episode and we were talking about you know why do we play kings of war and it was a it was a thread that was expressed from every host was we do this because of we love having access to we love being able to uh have a, you know our own small bit of agency in the game that we play in that mantic listens to its customers all of us have taken part in different play testing you know it's it's really good to feel like that you have a say in how your playhouse is built and i think as being a mantic customer i always feel like your your feelings are are even if they're not acting on right away, you, you at least feel like you're being listened to, right? That's what you oh, want to feel. Yeah. You you want to feel if you're investing m- money into a company that your voice matters. And I think you guys have always done a good job in making people feel like their voice matters. That's absolutely been a goal and and focus for everything that we do. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I think I think it's true. I think that and I think I've always respected you guys too to to acknowledge when something doesn't work right. And we've always tried to be fair like if 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 a kit that comes out that's not that that is not great or you know maybe older models not being up to standards. I think getting that feedback is important to you guys because you don't know how to fix something unless you're getting the feedback from the community, right? If, if sure. they don't like anything, right? You need that feedback. It's just Let's do it in ways that's solution based and not just like, I'm going to burn this army. It's horrible. Blah, you know, uh, uh, let's think about like, okay, wouldn't it be cool that XXS instead of it's lame that XXS, let, you know, let's think about how, how we can provide Mantic with like actionable solutions. I, uh, I'm, I'm getting nervous now because I recently joined the studio team to give sort of visual feedback on models and designs, concept art, all those different kind of things. And one of the very first things that I worked on was the Orloff the Barbarian from the new Dungeon Saga Origins that's coming out. Okay, and cool. It, that just dropped today. So like one of the very first things that I worked on is officially like out in the wild now. And I'm kind of like, oh man. Oh, now, now, people, uh, now I know the feedback is going to be on me. And that's Dungeon Dungeon Saga Origins? Yeah. Take us through that. So what is it? Because I love, man, dude. Dungeon Saga is my jam. I love that game. It's so much fun. What is Dungeon Saga Origins for people who haven't had a chance to take a look at the blog post? Yeah, it's it's an upcoming Kickstarter project that we're doing. And it's essentially a predecessor to Dungeon Saga. 
which I think a lot of people are like, wait a minute, it's a prequel, not a sequel. And it's like, yes, actually, um, we're we're intending to build a game that is in the same vibe as Dungeon Saga, you know, it was at one point in time and and refresh it with some some great new minis, you know, models that we know fit the snuff of 2023 kind of thing. And then refine the gameplay to be an experience that is focused on essentially Ronnie calls it we we want it to be a dads and lads game and that's a that's a bit of a you know gender specific thing but it's it's essentially the notion is that we get families around the table introducing either you know kids or friends or otherwise into a fantasy tabletop gaming experience for the first time so they can see step into a a, a generic universe and see it and and be familiar with it and so an 8-year-old kid can literally pick a figure and say, I want to be that cool elf with the bow. And the rules are, are streamlined, simplified, but still made incredibly fun and engaging, expanded on from what they were in Dungeon Saga. So you can go explore a little bit more, all those kind of things and take that experience to, to introduce people to what these experience, you know, games are like in the first place. So <clears throat> the idea is, is to get, people into fantasy gaming that's it's a gateway drug to all the things that we do on tabletop with minis and dice and dungeons and cool you know in your headspace fun places that we go and and take this and then build lifelong hobbies from awesome so you you would say it's a good spot for let's say because what i found loving dungeon saga it has been kind of like finding some of the expansions has been more difficult or I'm not quite sure where to start with it since there is so much stuff out of it. Let's say if I have like a, in my situation, I don't have that eight year old, but let's say I have a group of, of friends who love just board games and they're like miniature board game curious. This would be like a good sort of entry level fantasy oh, yeah. dun dungeon crawl for, for exp gamers, but that who haven't had a lot of experience with why we love miniature games. This yes. might be a good, a good point to enter. Yeah, absolutely. It still functions very similar to how Dungeon Saga did, where one player controls the keep and the other player or players control the heroes. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> so that that is kind of familiar. You can still have an opposed, you know, situation. And I'm sure as the rules, you know, refine and develop on them, it's going to be uh, open to things like solo play and all that kind of stuff. So cool. there, there's lots of room for it. But I think that if even someone that just isn't familiar with miniature gaming in general, and in likes board games, it's it's that perfect kind of crossover where their head's not going to explode because you have to read a whole rule book just to understand how to play. So, and then uh, how you, are you guys going to be doing it through like actual Kickstarter? Kickstarter is it Kickstarter, but through a different website? Or how are people going to be able to get in on this if they want to get in on it? I believe this one is officially Kickstarter. Yes. Okay. Cool. We don't have a date just quite yet. Okay, but it's going to be so. So stay tuned for that to being yeah. able to take a look on Kickstarter. If you are coming to Adepticon and the Mantic Open Night, you can get uh, an experience. We'll be doing demos there. So, well, fantastic. Yeah. Um, speaking of Adepticon, uh, you know, it's like awesome segue, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am uh, doing a quick hobby update for me. I am uh, on the. I'm doing the Forge Fathers. I'm getting ready for the firefight tournament that's going to be on Friday, which first off, how excited are you? It seems like the numbers for all the Mantic events for Adepticon, where is that involved in your guys' expectations? Because they seem fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's it, it, it's something that we talk about fairly often because we saw through COVID 
you know, event signups, not just our events, but any events, it went down, you know, pretty drastically. We saw numbers that were in the high 60s or 70s or 80s drop down into the 30s and 40s. And that's understandable. You know, we were going through something pretty difficult, but at the same time, we've been waiting to see if that was going to rebound and people were going to be coming back out to events. And, you know, when you look at UK Clash of Kings and what Steve Hildrew is doing, you know, my goodness, I feel like he's got almost 130 tickets sold already for the UK Clash of Kings in September. That's you know, amazing. It, it's insane. So the fact that people are coming back out into public spaces and, and playing games in general, but especially Mantic games, is really encouraging for us because the, the, the pulse of how well, you know, we are doing, how well the community is doing, the game is growing, is, is a direct one-to-one to these kinds of signups and, you know, the, the event turnouts and the, and, and the excitement around them. So, uh, it's, it's wonderful to see that it's wonderful to see the higher numbers for things like Adepticon. It, it, you know, we actually had to fight for space and, and get wait lists. And I'm sure you've seen that Rob's done a great job of promoting the event. It's really helpful when those things happen. So it, it's, it's a very exciting time. I think that we're really coming out of you know, last year we said, let's get back to gaming. And, and this year it feels like we're actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just taking a, 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 a quick look, you know, it's looking like we have good numbers for the team tournament. We have good numbers for the big game. The Adepta Clash, I think, is closing in at around 50 people, which is amazing. I mean, that's a great size. I know the firefight tournament, which congratulations. I saw that, um, uh, for Beasts of War, Firefight was one of their ga- game games of the year. Is that correct? Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's a, it's a very big deal for us. You know, we 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 obviously love them, but for to be named as you know best miniature game of 2022 by a great channel that that does all kinds of game systems, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, we 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 focus a lot on our miniature game IPs. And then there's obviously terrain crate and the board game and the IPs in that sense. But the stuff that's uniquely Mantic, the thing that I tell people all the time is, is Mantic makes incredible games. And when you, when you really get down to the nitty gritty and compare them to the other games or other similar alternatives out there, the, the games are just, just amazing. So when it gets recognized, obviously it just makes you go, Oh, thank you. Thank you for, for, for seeing that. So it was just, you know, it's great to see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have yet to have anyone that I can get to play a Manta game three or four times, not acknowledge, Hey, this is a really fun game. You know, usually the, it's the people who've only tried it once or who maybe haven't seen that the Mantic philosophy of like a minute to learn lifetime to master. They don't quite get that yet. So the game just comes off as, as simplistic or whatever. But I mean, I think they're definitely the Mantic ecosystem. I feel as, a gamer, I feel like I can come. You guys are getting to a point where you can come to Mantic, and no matter what sort of itch you want scratched, you guys have an option for that. Yeah, itch. yeah, that's definitely a goal. You know, uh-huh. we we've got uh, real big push for our Armada right now. I don't know if people have seen the spring sale that's happening. We're doing that around the shows like Adepticon, and it ends with Salute later in the spring. So it's. We're, again, back to that message that we started the show with it all about recruitment. We're trying to lower the cost of recruitment products and yeah. get people to try our stuff out with the crazy boxes. It just, just trying to say, Hey, give it a chance. The, the games are good. And, and we're trying to give you a door or, you know, a foot in the door so you can just check it out and get started. Yeah. 
And like looking at the Firefly tournament, I see it's right now it's at 17 of 20 people, which is like, I mean, to me, like loving Firefight so much and trying to get it going in the US to think that I'm going to be able to go play at like a 20, almost 20 person Firefight tournament. That to me is amazing. And that shows, I think, the steam that that game is really building. And we see it us, you know, not to say that like we're very humble in our show and we try to make the best show possible, but we're now starting to reach numbers with our show that we've never thought we've that we would reach, you know, in the thousands of downloads per an episode. So I think that speaks to the health of the community, the Mantic Games community, is that more and more people are Googling, more and more people are looking for Mantic content for all your game systems. So I think sure. that's gotta, you know, that's gotta make you feel make you guys feel there's still work to do, but are, we're following the right North star in our journey. We still got a lot of work to do, but we're, we're going in, in a, in a good direction. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the whole point. It's everything that we're trying to do. So hearing that you guys have good numbers is really encouraging. Um, I, I know that you've been doing firefight coverage videos, which is great. Uh, as, as far as North American tournaments go, like they're, you know, they haven't really been going for firefight. So this is one of the first real attempts at it. So I'm excited to see, you know, even, even if it's a, a lower turnout, it's obviously not Kings of War numbers or, you know, 40K numbers by any stretch, but you got to start somewhere and and exactly. just getting that first one under your belt like that is, is a really big deal. So I'm, I'm excited that you're playing in it and, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be popping in the room, check it out and see how it's going. I love the game and I've barely gotten to play it. I've played it yeah. only a handful of times and, and every time I've played, I've, I've loved it. So, and I think what's good about Adepticon, usually you have a lot of people who are who are community leaders with their own, within their own community who make the trek out to Adepticon. So I'm hoping all the lessons we learn from playing within and running our first sort of firefight tournament in North America, we've had a couple small ones, but not a much. I know those lessons learned at Adepticon will be taken with all of us as we return to our home areas. And I know in California, we're getting a lot of traction with... Um, Dead Zone, which I really feel in more ways than one, Dead Zone is a better feeder into Firefight than Vanguard is in the Kings of War, I think. Oh, yes. Uh, they're much more, I think, I don't know if that resonates with you. They're, the rules feel more similar from Dead Zone to Firefight. It's also mm -hmm. the models themselves. You just add a couple things to your, your strike team in Dead Zone, and you can play a thousand-point Firefight game. So it just seems... If we can get more people in the dead zone, well, we, we can make that tra transition them into firefight a little easier. And that's why ambush is a thing. You know, it, yes. it's it's a much more it's an easier grasp, easier to grasp concept of of how Kings of War is supposed to be played and flows the right the same ways. It's just, you know, smaller points, but it, it is a. It's a fun way to play and, and easy way to get into things. And then also so. you're not messing with the people who because not to not to uh poo-poo Vanguard. There's people who love the crunchiness mm -hmm. of Vanguard. So this way, ambush I love because it's a way to create a more easier entry level into Kings that's not messing with a game system that other people love. So right, exactly. Yeah, create and, more and options. Vang we're not done with Vanguard. Vanguard's got some got some plans for someday. Uh-huh. Is where I'll leave that. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm finishing up my firefight stuff. I have a bunch of it already. I got my uh, uh, one of my iron ancestors done. I got my forage guard, Huskarl, and his two bodyguards pretty much done. I'm getting everything else assembled, and I'm doing like the the slap chop contrast, which I think on futuristic models looks really good because it's all dark, dark and dirty, and I can do armor chipping and and sort of like use some of these speed techniques to come out with I think a higher level product. 
So I'm really excited about that. What about you? I know you probably haven't been able to up to much hobby stuff because I think as we've seen from some pictures, you had a recent <laughs> arm arm issue or something going on. Yeah, sadtrombone.com. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I had full plans. You know, I signed up and registered for the Kings of War tournament at Adepticon. I got clearance to play for the first time in like two and two, three years, something like that. So I was I was stoked, man. Been working on salamanders for it. I'm basically I, I I've been, had them on my radar until Twilight Kin are coming out, and then I'm full steam ahead with them. Um, but it, you know, I, I had just a handful of more units to do. I think I had 40 infantry that I was going to finish painting and, you know, a couple of monsters. And, uh, two weeks ago I, I, I broke my arm. Um, and, and not just like, Oh, I hairline fractured my, you know, forearm. No, I, it, it's, it's broke way up high on my humerus. It's where, where your kind of ball joint goes in your shoulder is totally snapped, like snapped in half. Holy so, moly. yeah. So, I, I, you know, I'm not painting. I'm not finishing my army. I actually tried the other day. I literally had. But it's not something you can work around. <laughs> no, no, not something I can really work around. Um, yeah. So, you know, I was in, I was in bed for, you know, a week solid, just barely able to move. Last week, I, I was working kind of in one hour bursts. I'd, I'd come out, you sit at my computer for a bit, make a couple phone calls, send an email, go lay down, fall asleep for an hour, come back to it, you know, just trying to. That was on painkillers and all kinds of stuff, so it was rough. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, I, you know, I could bring an army and I could still potentially try to play. There's a guy in Kentucky named Ernie. He's only got he's got one army. He's a veteran and he plays kings all the time. He's got got a great abyssal dwarf army and he makes it work. So I don't really have an excuse. You know, he's he painted his army with one hand. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, there's things I can do, but uh, I don't know. I, I if, if I play, it'll it'll be with an extremely suboptimal army that I'm just yeah. you know I, I put it together and got to play with, which is worth it. You know, just to be there and just to roll dice and hang out. But it ain't gonna be competitive, and I'm not sure it would be anyway because I you know haven't played yeah. in a competitive place in in a long time. Sure, but you're still planning on uh, even if you're not playing, your your plan is still to be there as part of you know uh, the mantic presence at Adepticon this year. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Martin and I will be there with Pat and uh, obviously Pathfinder crew, that kind of thing. So we'll, we, we talk announcements, talk plans. Yes. We're gonna have a little secret booth room, you know, set up at Mantic night so that we can give away some previews of things that are happening. We're doing the demo of the dungeon saga origins. So there's, there's some pretty cool stuff. Awesome. And before, before we get into that, I just want to take a moment, you know, um, while you, you, while I have you on here is the, pour one out for our friend jesse you know i always think about him come adepticon you know it's now been you know so it just time goes by so fast right since we've lost him but isn't it nice how how what touches me is how much his memory has lived on more so in any way that i could have like as a close friend of his hoped or dreamed for is that like his positivity his humor his it, I felt like it's become a part of the DNA of our game. And whenever I feel sad, I think about that. And I think about how joyous that makes me feel. And I just didn't know if you had any thoughts about that you want to share. Man, he he was a much bigger deal to Kings of War, to Mantic, than, than just about anybody that's ever touched it. Just because, he, like you said, he, he set the tone for what what we do as a community and, and how we, 
how we have fun, how we laugh, how we play. Um, so many of the things that, that, that go on with how things are structured now uh, are, are a big part of his influence. And people got into the game because of him. You know, I, I pass a tremendous amount of the credit to, to Jesse for so much of what happens with Kings of War. And that's worldwide. That's not just in the U.S., you know. Yeah. I remember I got a phone call from him. And this was before he had gone into the hospital for the last time, but after he had stopped working. And what we talked about in that phone call was not like, I mean, he knew the time was, it was coming, right? Sure. But what he was talking about was, oh man, I can't wait. I no longer have to be with those stupid kids. I get to paint this army. <laughs> I'm going to work on, I'm going to work on this army, man. This cankers, man. It's great, man. I don't got to do shit anymore. I said, I'm going to be painting my, you know, it's just, that was his, what was in his heart and his joy at that, even at that moment that when you know you're you don't there's less time ahead of you than behind his 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 heart was still filled with that joy of what what the miniature gaming hobby can bring to all of our lives and i just always remember that that uh relentless relentless joy absolutely i mean it was it was all around this stuff and he thought it was just incredibly cool yeah. to to be in the headspace of anything that we do it, the the guy knew the fluff and lore I think better than anyone, you know, that I know outside of like, you know, Matt Gilbert, who, you know, <laughs> directs most of it, but totally he, he would be able to pull stuff in, in stories and say, well, that's what these guys do. And I'm like, I didn't know that. How did you figure that out? I was in this book that was written, you know, this many years ago at this one place. I'm like, wow. Uh, I mean, he was into it and yeah, he, he just wanted to be involved as many ways as possible. And I, I, I will never forget, like I have the clearest picture in my head. The first time that he walked up to me in Adepticon, and it, it was, it was incredibly cute. You know, is the best way yes. I can put it. It reminds me of like a boy walking up to ask a girl out on a date or asking her to prom. Because like he literally had his entourage of buddies with him, and they uh -huh. were all like, "Go, like go say something to him." Uh -huh. And and Jesse was like, "All right, I will, I will," <laughs> and just came up and introduced himself. And I mean, he was instantly unforgettable and instantly like so insanely charismatic i i was like first of all this dude's my friend yes. second of all whatever he wants to do i want to do it with him like let's just let's go you know i remember like my when i my i have a very similar first meeting jesse i it was chicago masters so this was the second Kings of War Masters, but was my first master. So it was kind of like I'd been involved as a chair and I had been on the, the I'd started to be on counter charge for a little bit, but I hadn't really met in person yet. A lot of the people in the scene and that first night there, you know, people were kind of starting to sort of clickify and go hang out with their own team. And I was just sort of just hanging out. And Jesse was like, he was like, come on, guy, let's go have some dinner. And I sat down and had dinner with him like literally 30 minutes after meeting him. And I just remember feeling so, um, so welcomed and so at peace. And I just think about that. I think about the Mantic night when he got me drunk by finding me as many free drink tickets as possible and feeding them to me and sitting behind me and laughing. And I, I remember like, on After Dark, we would always talk about like the adult animated show, Sweaty Gigante High. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, what, you know, it's like the Twilight uh, guy on the dragon is like the the hip 
uh, football star. Sweaty's like the guy on the football team, but who likes the girl. And it's just like we started, it's like every week we would like rift on. He, I mean, this, the guy was just like, he, he, he is from, he was from another world is all yeah. I can say. The kind of stuff that he would just roll with ideas and craziness. And I mean, I, I, what, there was something he was doing a matchup cast and he had some action figures. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was losing my mind laughing watching that. Uh, yeah. It's like doing the Mantic employees, you know, like, yeah. Okay, Ogre Guy, you did, you know, and it's just like, um, so I just feel, you know, uh, I find when we can look back on the people that we love that we've lost and look back on it with joy in our hearts, that's how they they're never forgotten. So of course I feel the melancholy of his loss, but I try to take this time, especially around Adepticon and and especially when you and I get a chance to talk, to think back about all the joy he's brought and to see that in the sea that, you know, there's awards named after him tournaments in his honor with proceeds going to the causes that he cares about, you know, the legacy of what he stood for is something that has become foundational in our, in our, our sort of, you know, corner of the hobby. And to me that as someone who loved him so much, that makes me feel good. Something that doesn't get passed on nearly enough is from his mom. And I, I talk to her very frequently. We're, we're, we're connected pretty well. Um, and, and she is just continually grateful for what the Kings of War community meant to Jesse, what what it gave him in return. We, we you know, you and I sit here and talk about what he gave to us, but there was, you know, all of his positivity, all of his strength to get through to the end was a hundred percent because of what this community brought to him. Yeah. And uh she recognizes that and she sees it and she's constantly saying thank you uh to me and and for getting him involved in it and just really you know, pushing, pushing him into a place where people found him and fell in love with him. And that's awesome. You know, like when it, when it is your time, you hope that you're surrounded by the people who love and cherish you. And I know that he was, you know, I I know that he had no doubt in his heart, how many people loved and cherished him. And, you know, we tried to get him on the show, you know, to let him, if he wanted to say anything and it just couldn't make it happen. But I mean, he knew that, that there was so many people uh, sharing love for him that you know there's no easy way to to take that next step in life but at least there's some solace and that he knew that there was a whole world of people who loved him to kind of you know to be there with him at that time okay well on that note we're going to take a quick break and when we come back on the other side we're going to hear everything that mantic has planned for adepticon you know we've talked a little bit about the events but when we come back we're going to talk Uh, mantic booth we'll talk a little mantic night and then we'll also go over the brush with death painting competition i'm excited we'll be right back i'm tyler schultz loser at vanguard but countercharger in kings of four and you're listening to countercharge this is the spy master dojo's everyman handsome tom annis and you're listening to countercharge and we are back so you know in the road to Adepticon, we've talked a little bit about Rob and I and various guests sort of event-wise of what we're, what we're uh, excited to. And we've touched briefly a little bit on uh, the Mantic side. But Kyle, could you maybe first start with a little bit of what Mantic has plans and maybe go over... Um, you guys are going to have like a, 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 re- a sort of quasi-retail booth set up, right? If people want to come check out or buy or see new products. 
Yeah, I mean, we've, we've got a fairly large booth at Adepticon. It's, I mean, it's the same size booth that we do for Gen Con. So, I mean, we, we know it's obviously a big war game convention. Let's, we're a war game company. Let's, let's set up and go with it. So this year we've got a, a ton of different deals that are set up, you know, show specials. I think last year we realized, you know, just bringing the product and showing up and, and saying, hey, here it is, isn't necessarily the most exciting thing. And if we're, trying to go into this Mantic 3.0 and this philosophy change of recruitment and growth, people are going to be checking out the games that we have, you know, the, the events, the big Kings of War table, the firefight events, the Armada events, everything. So we wanted to build some deals and specials around all that stuff, especially with a focus on, on new players. So at the booth, um, there, there's tons of things that you can get. Uh, essentially it's all focused around new starter sets and like for firefight, I think there's a deal where it's uh, the two player set and one of the big terrain boxes uh, bundled together for like 200 bucks. So it's nice. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, you're saving quite a bit there um, or you can get any one of the strike teams for 80 bucks. Uh, so just nice, nice markdowns to, to kind of do it. Dead zone has a deal where I think the rule books, the tokens and any of the faction starters are like 50 bucks. So like, you literally get an entire faction or rule book, just boom, 50 bucks. Like, so it's just, it's, it's a nice way to jump into it. Uh, all the spring sale deals that you've seen for Armada, where we've got reduced sets on the two player starter set, the essentials box, uh, the fleet deals that are going on, all that stuff's going to be available at the booth. So if you've been looking online and you're not sure if, if, you know, you want to jump in that now's the time to do it. So it's, it's, it's a cool way to sort of get all that stuff together. So it's a number of different, deals and bundles that are happening and then on top of that uh we'll we'll be giving away some awards and prizes from from people that participate in the brush with death and that kind of thing so lots of fun opportunities to save some money and then check out a a variety of mantic products because you know a lot of times there's not there's not a mantic store in the u.s there's not like an official we've got the one in the uk where you can walk in and literally the whole showroom's got all the things mantic but we don't have that opportunity here so if you're coming to adepticon it's pretty much like getting to walk into a store and seeing a ton of Mantic product. So if there's things that you've looked to pick up, you know, now's the time to come check it out. And I love that idea that it's good for new players or also for us uh, more veteran players. If you want to start a new faction, it sounds like uh, that would be a great opportunity to pick up like a strike force or to, to pick up some new stuff that like, or maybe it's a, it's a starter box. Like if you're interested in EOD or the new ogres like that, sands of a moon starter box is amazing you know so that's a great a great box to pick up if you're interested in either of those factions you know split it with a buddy we had one of those go for prize support at riddle of steel and it was like one of the first things that got chosen just because of the value in that box so i know for me southwest lets you check two two bags one bag (laughs) will have my clothes and that's correct the second bag is empty so that's, nice. that will be, that is my returning from Adepticon loot, loot chest. Yeah. So, um, and then also you guys do like every year you're going to do uh, a Mantic Knight. Could you kind of take us through maybe for people who don't know what Mantic Knight is, tell us a little bit about what Mantic Knight is just in general. And then if you have anything to share about this year's Mantic Knight. Yeah. I mean, we, we'd love for people to sign up and, and come hang out with us. Essentially what we do is we, we give you some drink tickets. You come in. There's a there's an open bar that's there. Well, not open bar, but use the tickets and serve you drinks, alcoholic or not, whether whatever you want to do. And uh, typically what we'll 
sit everyone down in a room and and talk for just a bit about the the plans, what's going on, take some questions. It gets your opportunity to sort of ask some nitty gritty or hard hitting questions with, uh, you know, real truthful answers to what's happening and what sort of information you can get a peek behind the curtain to. And Martin and I are going to be running uh, quite a bit of the Q&A. And then we've also got, uh, like I said, the Dungeon Saga Origins demos that are going to be happening. There's going to be sneak peeks on, you know, upcoming projects, including possibly an IP that we've we've got that we want to come out with and uh, as well as sneak peeks for the various, you know, game systems, whether that's model previews or anything like that. And then essentially it's drink, hang out and play games for as long as you want. Um, it's, it's just a really good opportunity to kind of hang out uh, with the Mantic team and ask questions, see what's going on with all, all your peers and play some games, maybe get some previews and uh, yeah, just get a peek behind the curtain of what's happening. Awesome. And he said you and Martin are going to be there. Is is uh, Ronnie there this year or will he not be? At I, I don't think he will be. He technically okay. could still come, but I don't think he will be. He talked about his his daughter's turn in 18. Like, oh, that well, that's week. a big one. Yeah, yeah, that's a big birthday. Yeah. So he 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 would hate to be like, well, you know what, sweetie, I'm, I'm going to leave. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy and birthday. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. So I don't blame totally him. Totally understandable. Totally. Because it's just funny. I remember there's all these magic traditions and the who, who stole Ronnie hats, who stole Ronnie's hat tradition from Adepticon. I always like that was really funny. Uh, the one year last year I was there of who, who would end up with uh, Ronnie's stolen ball cap. So I always thought that was pretty funny. You just, you just get some stories from doing this kind of stuff. You know what totally. I mean? Like it, it, what was the year Pat fell asleep? You know, oh yeah, that was that. the year. That was the year that Jesse was standing behind me, and Keith Randall was was in in live. He was live tweeting Pat being asleep by doing emojis of the dark thunder like gangster sunglasses on Pat's head as he's asleep during yeah. Magic Night. Oh man, so so much fun. It's um, it's good stuff. I mean, you just you get memories, you get to tell stories, you get some drinks. Obviously, Jesse was loading you up in the drink tickets. We're we're yes. usually pretty generous with those. Everybody gets two. That's the yeah. official the official stance, uh, and not everyone uses it. So if you want right. to have some, if you want to, you know, get imbued with some adult alcoholic beverages, Mantic Night, you will not struggle. <laughs> yeah, you will not because struggle with that. it's uh, it's one of those things where the the prices at the you know at Adepticon at the convention are are crazy. So you know, here's a chance to to make some of your money back, basically. And if you've always been a fan of Mantic Games, Mantic Night is a great night to go up and talk to Kyle or come up to myself or Rob or any of the people in the community maybe you've you've seen on video or have you heard on podcast. Mantic Night is a great opportunity to just introduce yourself and say like, hey, what's up? You know, I'm so excited to be here. You know, we all do this because we love it, you know. Uh, uh, doing the content is like us paying back at heart. We're all gamers. So that's what I love about Adepticon and the bigger tournaments is getting to meet all sorts of people that, you know, know you, but you don't know them. So it's nice to, uh, it's a great opportunity for that. So I want to do some Twilight Kid previews pretty bad. I'm I'm so stoked for them right now. It's it's one of those projects that that's the highlight it's of my year. You're close to your heart, right? Oh, that's yeah. like your baby. Yeah, no, it's it's good uh, stuff. I'm I'm <laughs> I, I'm so excited for those. I, I mean, can't they, wait either. The the designs they they've been working on them for for quite a while. Um, both the model designs and uh, the rules. We've we've started on the rules, and 
there's about five different iterations of things that we've gone through already, you know, and it's, we just turned the page on March. Yeah. So it's, it, the army looks incredibly cool and flavorful. And so we'll, is, well, we might see some of that at Mantic night yeah. this year. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, uh, so <laughs> if you're going to Adepticon and you're at all interested in anything Mantic, Make sure you get the Mantic Knight ticket, and I believe that ticket you do not get on at Adepticon. You buy that off your guys' website. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Make sure you go on to the Mantic website, get the Adepticon, um, Adepticon Mantic Knight ticket. Come, have fun, see all the new goodies, see all the previews. I'm excited to try out the new Dungeon Saga Origins because I love that game. Wow. Super exciting. Um and then also what we wanted to talk about tonight, we wanted to talk about Mantic's paint competition. Uh, and this, I think, I want to talk about for a couple of reasons. One, I'm excited because I'm going to be joining in in a couple categories. And two, I think that, um, like, public service announcement, you know, we all love Mantic and we love their game systems. But let's, you know, in the end, they sell models. And this is a great opportunity for the great painters to, like, let's support Mantic's models. By, by by buying the cool ones there are so many great ones giving them really awesome paint jobs and I think it's it's a line of models that when people see painted by some of the great hobbyists people are always like oh man those are awesome who makes those yeah. you know let's get these models like out from under the radar to in the radar so uh, this is something have 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 you guys do, well, and we're gonna go over the categories in a second but sort of the brush with death, brand that's always sort of been mantic's painting competition brand right yeah yeah i i, I love the name i mean it's yeah. just it's something that i participated in before i worked at mantic and i actually won one in 2018 the i think it was best fantasy unit at the time so it you know it, it's it's cool that that trophy is sitting on my desk it's this like grim reaper looking dude with a giant paintbrush uh it's just you know it's fun it's it's fun to participate in it and and we we do it as a company overall for the year, but then we do these specials so that essentially what happens is that we set up a, 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 a what's it called? I want to say photo booth, but it's not photo booth. Um, display case. Yes. Uh-huh. The, the infamous Detloff um, yeah. at the booth and, and put everybody's stuff in it. And I'm telling you from work in the booth, those, those models in that case get attention all day long. I mean, people literally come up, take pictures of it, talk about it. I, I love hearing the comments that people make. Uh, so it's, it's just a fun way to show off our stuff and, and your stuff, whatever you've painted up and feel good about it. I mean, just great opportunity to, to be a part of something where at Adepticon, you know, there's the crystal brush and there's amazing golden demon quality kind of stuff. And it did golden demon last year, I think. So, I mean, it's like the professional artiste. And I think sometimes, again, what I love about Mantic is sometimes it's nicer to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond. And, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to paint some Mantic models, still paint them at a high level, but it's still within this idea of like some of those crystal brush or golden demons. Those are like, that's, they paint that one model all year long. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I've always loved that idea of how do I be the best army painter possible as opposed to the best single miniature painter possible. So, um, it's a whole different challenge, right? It is. It's a whole different challenge. And um, I do also love, I don't know if you guys are doing it this year, but in the past, the brush with death trophy has been like a cool grim reaper guy, but instead of a scythe, he has like a brush. 
So definitely they've done cool uh, trophies for it in the past. But uh, so Kyle and I thought we would just cover the categories for Brush With Death, some of the rules on uh, what about it. And then I'm also going to share with I'm going to be trying to enter in a couple of categories. So we'll talk about that as we as we go through it. So Brush With Death is going to be held at, at Adepticon. And obviously you need to be using Mantic models, right? So they are going to have both sort of sci-fi and fantasy categories. Yep. So just some general rules. Uh, you got to use miniatures produced by Mantic. Uh, conversions are allowed using model materials from Mantic games. So if you want to do some kick-ass conversions, totally open, but you need to be using bits from other you know, so still, you guys are still allowing that creativity, but creativity within sort of our family of miniatures. Yeah, um, and so like modeling materials, what we talk about there, that's, you, you could use green stuff. Got just it. make sure that anything that's produced is is by us. Yeah, and then you can put it on the appropriate, you know, suitable uh, gaming or display base. Uh, you can enter as many categories as you want, obviously, but only one entry per category. Uh, and then, you know, usual, like, you know, uh, a click, you know, click conditions, you know, if you enter in something, Mantic can take pictures of your, your, your rad models and use them to get people to buy their rad models. So I don't think anyone really would have a problem with that. And then essentially how you enter, you just got to stop by the booth at, uh, uh, Mantic's booth at Adepticon by Saturday at 3 PM. So that means if you're using those models in any of the week, like the Monday or the Wednesday through Friday tournaments, you can still use those models and then drop them off. Like I know that's what I plan to do with my firefight stuff. I'm using it in the firefight tournament on Friday. And then first thing Saturday before clash of Kings, I'm just going to get over there and drop off all my, uh, all my uh, firefight stuff. Um, but as far as categories, we have a fan fantasy single model. So this is any fantasy model that fits on a 40 millimeter square base or less. So this could be like a hero. It could be a, a, a monster, you know, a smaller monster or lots of cool stuff you could put into that category. I think Kyle. Yeah. I mean, definitely it's, it's a way to do something characterful. I think if you're going to do conversions, this is a great category where it's opportunity to do that, especially with kit bashing. Yeah. Um, some really cool options you can do. And then obviously you do that. And now you got a really kick-ass looking hero for your army. Oh yeah. It's, it's like a, it's, it's like a self-fulfilling thing you're doing, right? You're doing something to enter into something, but it's not like you can still have it based appropriately for gameplay purposes. You don't have to put it on a bust or some sort of crazy display or whatever you can, if you want, but you can also just do it, you know, per your army. We also have fantasy unit. So this can be a troop regiment or horde. Um, or it can be a 100 point, uh, war band, uh, for Vanguard or 150 point fleet for Armada. So this is kind of like a, a little Armada fleet, uh, uh, Vanguard war band, or if you just had a cool regiment or multi-based horde or something like that, which I think is like the best way to sell people on Kings of Warriors, show them kick-ass looking multi-base units. Um, oh yeah. But this category, I'm really excited, especially with, with um, I don't know, speak to it, with Armada, man. People have been making some beautiful Armada fleets. I know. It's, uh, the, the, the ships are, are really gorgeous when, when you put the time to, you know, paint them up to the level of detail that you could. And some of the things that I've seen just blown my mind. I mean, really pretty stuff. 
just like amazing. Uh, and then all the, like, that's also allowed people to experiment with more water effects. So I've seen so many yeah. fleets like on, oh, oh man, it's just, this like, I mean, have you seen the new Trident Realm stuff? Oh man, it may, it's amazing. It just, it takes me to places where I just am like a little kid again and all the right ways. So that um, happy turtle looking dude, like, uh, oh so my cool. God. Yeah. So cool. And then we also have fantasy monster or war engine. So this is any fantasy model that fits on a 50 millimeter square base or more. So this is one category I'm going to be entering in. I'm bringing my EOD monolith is probably going to be the piece either that or my Shobik. I'm not sure depending on what I have time to finish, but my monolith is almost done. So I'm definitely going to be bringing that one for this category, but this is a great opportunity to, you know, I think one of the, the high points for Kings in the last year or two has been the bigger models like the Phoenix or the greater fire elemental or the steel behemoth or there's so many great models in Kings of war that are those bigger, bigger size monster models. I'm going to enter this with one of my things and just put oh, cool. the name Jesse Cornwell. Just oh, awesome. In a, a sort of <laughs> don't tell anyone else Atlantic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think, I, I think we're going to see a lot of cool stuff in that category. Um, and then also this year, this year I'm really curious to see sci-fi wise because yeah. not only with, with how popular dead zone, but also like we've been talking about with the, the, the introduction of firefight. Uh, we have a sci-fi single model. So this is any single single model that fits on a 40 millimeter round base or less. So this is going to be like your heroes, your, your single dudes. Uh, and then we also have sci-fi unit. Uh, this is a unit that meets the min minimum number of models and base size per entry in the firefight rule book are 100 points or less strike force for dead zone which is again i love the fact that it's not anything you do for this paint contest is around sort of how it's used in your guys games so that way it's not like you're just painting something for nothing just to be even even if that's your jam i'm you know go for it but for us more like gamers who also love to paint to me it's like a nice uh middle ground yeah i mean hobby has to be at the focus of what you do with games yeah. but then the games are what we all really care about. I feel like, you know, at least, in, at least in the Manta community, the games are why we play. So if we're doing a paint competition, we want the game to be the benefit in the end, you know, that that's, yeah, that's where you really want to aim for. And then also there's a, uh, uh, sci-fi massive infantry vehicle, you know, just bigger thing. So this is one, which is 60 millimeter base or more. So the sci-fi stuff, I, I think I'm just going to enter because pretty much my Adepticon army has a component for like each of those groups. So I think I'm just going to enter the whole thing with my Adepticon, with my firefight stuff, just to yeah, have well. it out there showing people that they're dope models. Um, Yeah. So, so essentially, again, just to wrap it up, there's there's both fantasy and sci-fi categories. Uh, pretty easy. Just use Mantic models. Drop them by drop them by the booth by that sort of Saturday afternoon deadline. Um, and then I guess you will you guys just as a company, uh, Kyle, just sort of kind of take a look at everything and do some like internal internal judging, basically. On what That's you like. what we've done in the past. I think we've we've taking pictures and put them up on social media and seeing, you know, comments and likes and that kind of thing as well. It, it's generally, I think the the judgment of the three mantic people at the booth. Got it. Cool. Well, I'm excited for that. Um, well, as we wrap up the show on this road to Adepticon, you know, uh, if you, if you're still on the fence, sign up, we're just around the corner. 
Uh, I know we're going to have a blast. Uh, the numbers are looking great. The hype is looking great. I know now for Mantic Night, I'm so excited. Let's see if I can pack my Twilight Kin cosplay, which I don't know if anyone's prepared to see, <laughs> but there'll be there'll be plenty of drinking, so maybe people will be okay with it. Are you but for any, real? Do you actually have that? Well, I'm gonna make I, I'm gonna make one now. Well, right, it's right. I, I'll call it a Twilight Kin cosplay, but it's more of just like what's in the box under my bed. But we'll, I digress. We won't we won't talk anymore about that. Gotcha. Uh, okay. It's a period of exploration for Jeremy right now. Let's just say now Listen. that I'm a fr- now I'm a free bird flying wild and free. <laughs> Leather whips and bondage that goes a long way. I mean that yeah. would take you most of the way there. Exactly. So then it's like I got the cosplay ready to go. But um, so sign up for Adepticon. Come. It's a great it's a great uh, fellowship event. It's a great community event. And then also, if you're just a lover of miniature gaming, like I can't wait. I, I'm going to I always go by and check out the Marvel Crisis Protocol guys because I love comic books. You know, it's fun to walk through all the different game systems that you love the models for or whatever. Adepticon, I feel like really is a celebration of the hobby. Oh, yeah. It's not just Mantic. I mean, you, you're going to find so many cool things from so many manufacturers, uh, seeing sneak peeks and, and demos and previews and, and product that you'll have at your fingertips in that vendor hall that just, it's hard not to spend, you know, a couple hundred dollars, like just in an hour, you know, just from walking around and seeing a couple, oh, that's cool. I want to get that. Well, any other final thoughts, uh, our messages around Adepticon, Kyle, or anything else going on you want to talk about before we head out? No, I'm excited to see everybody. We've we've got some tremendous things happening for Kings of War for Mantic in general. Uh, it's it's going to be a really good year. Uh, the the message that I would send right now is that if you could help us in any way, that help is being done by basically helping stores get involved with us anywhere in the world. Whether you're listening, you know, in the UK, uh, European Union, whatever, US. Uh, if your store doesn't carry Mantic currently, you know, let us know and we can get out and contact them and try to get the products to, to bring it in because that's that's what we're we're focused on and it's not just about bringing the products in and making us money it's about actually growing these communities so that we can do more things with them um because we just love it and we have fun with it and we want to continue to see it uh blossom the way that we're trying to groom it into blossoming yeah because in the end um you build you can only build the community so much without having a store or a home base you know, so we got to get we got to get stores. And that means us as as consumers don't buy. You know, I've always been hastened to say, don't buy something you don't love. But I really feel Mantic has a game system that's going to have something that you love. So buy a Dead Zone team, you know, or buy a Firefight faction or buy a Kings of War faction or, you know, that's why us as a show, we've really tried to to lean more into supporting the actual model mantic model ranges because that's the lifeblood of the games that we love so just think about that if you don't own a mantic army or if you don't own a mantic thing you know again you know i'm not going to make you with a gun to your head go buy their original elves because even (laughs) though i have what i have under my bed i'm not that sadistic so i'm not going to make you buy those but there's plenty of awesome stuff you guys are coming out with that i think someone's bound to find something in there that they like so just think about that think about you know uh we want we want mantic to live on we love these game systems so for that to happen you got sometimes you got to put your money where your mouth is so uh will we have a portillo's night that is my second question 
I have to go there. That's yes. that's a that's a tradition, right? There's no question. Like I, it's like the first place I go. I, I uh-huh. I've been on the road for eight hours. And I got to piss. I'm going. I'm going to Portillo's. <laughs> Portillo's. Oh man, yeah. Oh gosh. And if you don't know what that is, come to Depticon, and we'll be happy to show you. So. On that note, as we uh, get ready, I just want to, again, thank everyone for listening to the show. Thank you for joining the Facebook uh, Facebook page. We're approaching um, close to 20,000 downloads per episode, which That's Rob great. and I never would have even imagined, you know, four or five years ago we would have ever gotten that far. And it's so great to hear Unplugged Radio, Direct Misfire, uh, you know, all the other drunken disordered, uh, if I'm forgetting any of you guys making content page, Neo newbie dice, you know, thank you so much to all the content creators, uh, making the Victoria Wargaming, Kings retreat guys, you know, um, everyone who's making content for Kings of war right now. We're so appreciative are any Mantic games, you know, I, I have to say uh, something good about Tyler, even though it does hurt me so bad. But I do love him. So uh, yeah. he just says uh, he's going to be bringing his video stuff. So uh, Tyler and I were going to be playing some uh, firefight battle reports at Adepticon. So if you want to come on and say hello and get on camera for the Dreadpath Zone, we uh, Tyler and I will be fielding, uh, uh, filming some Dreadpath Zone versus Countercharge uh, content for his channel. We will also have set up in the Mantic uh, by near the Mantic Games. Rob is bringing all of the in-person live studio. So if you're on, if you're at Adepticon and you want to come get on Countercharge or talk to us, we'll have all the equipment up. I am not playing in the Armada tournament, and Rob is, so I will maniacally be manning the uh, uh, recording during the Armada tournament. So if you want to come on the show and uh, chat with me. I'll be there and just be grabbing people, whoever you just want to come on, t- talk about your local scene. Just come on and we'll we'll get you on air. So it's I love be- those episodes. Oh, it's so fun, right? When you hear people you've never heard and they talk about their scene and you know anything we can do to help support uh, the growth of the games that we love. That's the whole point of Countercharge. So we're going to be having, and then that way too, we love. We'll get like three months worth of content, you know, and we'll just slowly, you yeah. Know, piecemeal it out over you know so that was the whole idea with the road of adepticon stuff from rob and i is that we really wanted to highlight this year is sort of you know not to say that we are completely free from the pandemic or that there still aren't issues but in many ways this feels like the first adepticon back and sort of yeah. what our new normal is going to be so we really wanted to try to hype it up as much as possible and show just highlight it as as the bucket list event that it is. And so I know that the countercharge of us who from the countercharge family who are going, you know, we can't wait, Come, go play in the Kings of War team tournament and you can beat, you can destroy Rob and I as we're having too much fun, uh, not playing well as we do, as we search for our own countercharger award, the two of us, but there's going to be a bunch of um, great people playing in that tournament. And, and it's just, I think it's just going to be a great week weekend. Always is man. Huh? Some of the best memories of my life are at Depth Gone. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to add a little bonus section to our Road to Adepticon episode with Kyle. Uh, I'm now joined by the man, the myth, the legend, as Matt Crozier would say, uh, Grandpa, Uncle, Papa Yeah, Ron. I'll, I'll give you, you want to talk about Grandpa, so I had a Grandpa moment on Sunday. So Matt's like, hey, I don't think the schedule post. 
came out right. So I grabbed my iPad and I'm banging around on it. I didn't have my readers on. And so I got, I <laughs> dropped myself from the counter charge group. This is the second time that's happened, right? Cause it, cause in, in the, in the mobile app, like it doesn't give you a confirmation. If you hit the wrong thing, you're just done. So anyways, lesson learned. I don't do anything on my iPad. Uh, if I don't have my readers on, preferably I just do everything on my computer. So. Well, learning is a lifelong journey, right, Rob? No matter yeah, how. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I still learn today. I, I still learn every day. Well, I thought we touched base with Rob since we're getting super close. This road to Adepticon will probably be our last road to Adepticon episode or one of the last as Adepticon. Yeah. Maybe we might have one like the week before just to, hey, sure. did we get everything done? But yeah, it's, it's, we're only, because now we're looking away. at, this week, next week, and then the week after will be Adepticon at we the got, time. In my mind, we got two more weekends before Adepticon. Yes. That's the yeah. key for me. Yeah, that's the crunch, <laughs> right? When you get into crunch mode, you start thinking of how many weekends left, not so much days. It's, it's, exactly. So exactly. where are you looking at, like, hobby-wise? What's left that you still got to get done? Yeah, so uh, I've got a lot of the mo- – I've got almost all the models painted. So, I mean, the, the big thing is I, I, I've just – I'm, I'm tonight. I will finish the little detail on the uh, the, the Gekatoa Skylords. I've got two of them. I just got to finish the like the plume on top of their uh, their head, and then I'm done. And uh, all I have left to paint model wise is the Phoenix, and he's already base coated and started. So I got to knock that out. The bigger issue is I got to do the bases. Now uh, we have a plan. We'll see if, if everything lines up, but you know, I got a bunch of resin bits that uh, Mike is printing for me and that'll help build some of the bases. Um, just to remind people, uh, the, the intent is I'm going to have like a, a display board where there's buildings and the units kind of come out of the buildings. Either if they're on the ground, they're, they're like the, the back of their unit is the facade from the building. It pulls out from it. And then like the scorch wings and the, the Gekatoa sky Lord, they're actually, their bases are the building. It's they're the roof. And you just pull them out. So uh, it's super cool. I, I hope it all works. If it doesn't, I have the MDF bases ready to go. You know, um, but I think I think what I'm gonna do is I I, I kind of feel like I'm gonna get it all done. I just may not get it done to the the executed high standard that I'm that I'm hoping for. So it might be it's done, but then I go back and add more finishing touches. I mean, to be fair, I've actually got more points painted than I need from a model perspective. And so now I'm, so I mean, like I have two Lakiladons, two Battle Captains on Rhinosaurs, and, and two Skylords. I don't need all of those, so I, I'm going to pull one of the Skylords out of the list to give me to free up some points to to actually take some magic artifacts. And I ended up cutting one of the Scorchwing hordes to a regiment again to to make points and to give me enough to put some just a few magical artifacts on the list. Um, you know, I, I would love to do it with the Rhinosaurs, but they're on locks. I need them. <laughs> <laughs> right i've got two hordes of tyrants and two hordes of rhinosaurs uh that that's like the bulk of my unlocks actually it's all of my unlocks in the army <laughs> right so uh i got i gotta have them so yeah yeah it's hard yeah. when you can't cut points around the things that you need for yeah, like you said for the unlock some of these other things maybe you can you can scale down model wise so that you can spend those points on artifacts and meet deadlines but yeah. your unlocks you got to keep right because they're yeah, exactly unlocks. Yeah, they're on locks. And, you know, in retrospect, and down the road, you know, um, I'm going to add more stuff like a salamander ceremonial guard horde and stuff like that that'll help with the unlocks. But for now, it, it is kind of weird that I don't have any salamanders in the list. <laughs> right. That is kind of strange to me. You know, uh, I mean, I guess this, this, the, the battle captains are salamanders. Right. And, and, and the guys riding the rhinosaurs are salamanders. But I don't have any infantry salamanders. 
So I think um, that's okay. I mean, like you said, you have all your leaders. They're unleashing the, you know, the forests of from all the salamander creatures or whatever. So I think it still fits theme wise. Yeah, and you know what? I will say, like th- this army is not like to my best standard, but I'm really happy with how they turned out. All nice. things considered, yeah, I'm not like. It's not the half men, right? Where I'm like, ooh, that looks, ter-, you know, ooh, it's not perfect. Go back and do it. This one, I'm just like, this is pretty good. We're going to move on, right? And uh, so I'm, I'm happy that, you know, especially the last few weeks, um, you know, I got into all that fire. Fire took a little longer than I wanted. You know, it's 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 all, what I basically did was I used the teal color scheme for the fire. And we talked about my misstep where I tried to dry brush it and stuff. it was a disaster. So I kind of came up with a new technique. You know, no airbrush here. If I had airbrush and I knew how to use an airbrush, probably would have been faster to paint to paint the fire. But say la vie, you know, yeah. uh, in the future. So and then, you know, in the outskirts, I've started painting my firefight stuff. Uh, my daughter's off next week for spring break. There might be a table set up in my living room with some paints <laughs> and she might may or may not be painting the <laughs> firefight army. Um, uh-huh. Bringing in that the, the slave activating the uh, DEFCON three slave labor child labor yeah, exactly it was like yeah. oh well you know I I did buy you a bunch of new action figures and stuff <laughs> and with this. I did bring you I, I I supplied half your DNA I brought That's you into right. the world exactly <laughs> exactly exactly so uh, yeah I got to get the firefight stuff done the nice yeah. thing is the armada stuff is all painted because I, I was already painted now my concern is I haven't played armada in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I have mm-hmm. never played firefight. <laughs> so we might you, Jeremy, you might be teaching me sure. to play firefight at Adepticon before the tournament. <laughs> so uh, just FYI, you know, cause honestly my, my goal is to get the stuff painted on the table and then I'll, I, I have no delusions of grandeur. I'm probably going to go in three in the firefight tournament, which is totally fine. Right. But I just want to have a good time. And, but I want to, I want to know the rules enough to be competent where I'm not a complete moron. Right. At least give somebody sure. a good game, but yeah, I don't. I don't expect. Well, we'll get in. A, we can get in a couple practice games. Is the thousand points uh, is pretty small. Like the Friday night before Riddle of Steel, Kyle and I played three games in a couple hours. You know, so it's mm-hmm. easy to just get a couple of games down to just get a sense of the rules. And then I know uh, Tyler and I are going to film a couple battle reports that you can hang out and watch too if you're around. You know, get awesome. a sense of the game too. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, but it's really easy. We'll definitely get in a game or two because uh, uh, we'll definitely like I learned in my first game against Kyle uh, Timberlake down at Riddle. He crushed me. And then I lost. Wait, him did, you, did you say game. did you say uh, Kyle Timberlake or Justin Timberlake? What did I say? No, I'm just did I say you. Justin. <laughs> Who knows? There's so many Kyle's and Tyler's and Justin's and Bustin's. And, uh, but I was playing Kyle and he crushed me the first game and then crushed me the second game, but not as much. And then the mm-hmm. third game, I was sort of kind of in it. So it's definitely like a game system. Once you play it once or twice, you'll, it's really worth it because you pick up a lot of the, the sense of like kind of how it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm excited as of today, the firefight conflict of commanders, which is a firefight tournament, which is going to be on March 24th uh, is now at 17 of 20 players. So that's almost sold out, which is just amazing. Well, and The registration is closed now, right? So I think, Yeah, so I know there could be signups at the event, but I think that's it. Yeah, I think we're pretty much locked in at where we're at. And then it looks like for the team tournament, we have 12 teams. Hey, that's awesome. Uh, that's 24 players. That'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the team event's always difficult because it's so early. 
that yeah you know, you know it's on that you know not that's earlier in the uh as far as like the actual time of adepticon it's that thursday so if yes. you're not if you're not coming in you know, like us who are coming in on a Wednesday or a Thursday, it is a lot harder if you're coming in. You know, obviously, if you come in on Friday, you can't make it. But um, it's still going to be fun. 12, 12 mm-hmm. teams. That's still a good amount of size for a team tournament. I guess we need to put a list together, huh? Yes. So uh, that should be happening soon. And then also we have, it looks like uh, <clears throat> for the big Kings of War tournament, I see... 45 of 48 spots so we just yeah. about hit 50 which i think mm-hmm. ideally we, we would have liked to see maybe a little bit more but i think it's still uh, a big jump over what what we had last year mm-hmm. player wise i mean so. you, you play you play with who shows up right and yeah you know I, you know what one of the things that you know people people may think about man this is adepticon why don't you get more players it is a and it's an expensive event to go to both for money and for time right i mean it's a yes. Thursday to Sunday event, right? And a lot of stuff is happening Wednesday night. And oh, it's you know, it's over. It's a it's an easily over a thousand dollar trip. I mean, I think my know? registration alone was over three hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, and then you have all the stuff your hotel and plus yeah. your plane ticket. Yeah, you, this is not a cheap a, a cheap event. And I I I tend to like that. I don't know what you think. I think the forty to sixty is a nice range because you feel like you're playing yes. in a really big tournament, but it's not quite like this the 70 plus you know it's small enough that you get to meet everybody yeah but it's large enough that there's enough stru- uh bands where mm-hmm. you'll fall into your right band so i'll be that mid table player i'll drop down there hopefully i mean i have not played the salamanders at all not one game and uh i will pro- so we've been starting to play well we'll get to that but yeah i like the 40 to 60 range as well i think it's a, a yeah. good a good number <clears throat> yeah. so what i've been working on i've been finishing um so my main thing that I got to get painted is my is the firefight thousand points. So I've gotten everything's assembled, primed, put together. I've done a test model. I've completed one iron ancestor. I've completed my forge guard. I, I got a regular trooper done. And since I'm doing the speed, I'm doing kind of like a quasi speed method uh, where I do the so- speed, but then I go in and I paint like. Um, paint detail or paint like weathering or like add in like some bling uh Mm -hmm. but i've gotten everything done around i know exactly how it's going to be done so this weekend will be like assembly line painting you know i've done one of everything now from start to finish uh so i gotta finish my second iron ancestor i'm gonna try to get through a chunk of my um regular uh steel warriors this weekend but I, I don't see any reason why I won't finish on time. So I think I'll be painting up until it's time to go on the trip. But it's been a real blast. And what I decided to use, Kyle was uh, Kyle and Tyler were kind of on the fence because of the scale difference. But I took the original Forge Fathers were like a combo of the dwarf kit, but with a rifle. So it has like um, the dwarf open helmet face and the cape. But it's holding, but it's got like sci-fi front pieces. So I'm using that as my unit leaders. So then everything's measured from the unit leader. So you need some something to you know distinguish which model in the unit is your unit leader. <clears throat> and then that also lets me paint capes because all those guys have cloaks. So then I could pop in like a my uh, you know the ivory color that's not in all my that's like my clothing cloth color. 
So uh, I think they look fine. I just put them a little higher on the base because they are like a smidge smaller than the newer Steel Warriors. But I think it will work. Mm-hmm. It will make it really easy to see like, okay, Jeremy, who's the leader in each of your units? It's really easy. It's the guy with the, the cape. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty happy with how those guys are coming out, actually. Yeah, they look good. The pictures you've uh, shared have been very awesome. Yeah, I think it will be solid. I think it will be solid. For a speed paint project, I'm actually pretty happy with how it's coming. I really think it's the what takes it over the edge is it, it would be fine just doing the speed techniques, but going in and, and taking the extra hour per model maybe or half an hour or 45 minutes to add in all those little extra details I think really elevates that process to where you're still spending a shorter amount of time per unit, but it looks pretty good. So. Yeah, it's interesting because like, like I'm doing these salamanders and stuff. I actually am really happy with how they turn out. But if I wanted to down the road, uh, there's opportunities to maybe go in and do a little bit more detail, right? Totally. That's you fine. can always go you back. Know, yeah. You can always go back. I won't. Let's be honest. I won't. <laughs> but uh, the opportunities there, should I ever yeah. change my mind? Right? Well, I'm thinking of like, I'm trying to get everything done. And then if I end up having a few more hours before I actually leave for this trip, you know, let's say I get everything done like two or day, two or three days before leaving, then I'm going to go back and add in more details, you know, before right. the actual. But I think as we go, like like you said, this faction will be what it is, but super fun. It's been really a nice change of pace, uh, a palette cleanser to mm-hmm. be painting uh, sci-fi models and something that, you know, it's like essentially it's going to be a whole army and it's less models that would that would be in like one horde. In the Kings of War mm-hmm. army, so it's going to be nice to finish a project. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at the event. So we have the team event on Thursday. Um, I and I'm looking at the event. I don't think there's anything we have to do. Like I don't see anything. Do we have to turn in our lists ahead of time? Or? I think you do. Actually, this okay. is the first time ever. Yeah, it's due maybe a week or two before. We'll have to get that out of the rules pack. Okay. Um, but yeah, we definitely. That's what I'm. That's where I feel I'm at right now. Is I need to start actually looking at the rules packs to figure out. Okay, what do I got to do? Mm-hmm. You know, what what do I have to do ahead of time? Absolutely. Yeah, I've got a lot of stuff. I, I, I'm I'm really excited though. I, I've got a couple classes. Like I got a class on Wednesday night about airbrushing. You know, I have this whole Night Stalker army that's built and ready to paint. But I just think airbrushing is the way to go, right? Uh, and so I, my my goal is to use that army to learn airbrushing. And so I need to take that class by. Uh, Caleb Weisenbeck, I think is his name. He's, he's uh-huh. a 40K guy, I think, mainly. But um, yeah, he's CK Studios, I think it's what they're called. They're pretty, pretty popular in the 40K scene. So I'm looking forward to get that intro class. And then, you know, my expectation is to buy a airbrush and a bunch of paint while I'm up there and learn, nice. you know, may, maybe learn a little how to use it. So uh, I'm excited. I don't know. Do you have any big purchases planned for the time? Well, I am excited, Rob. I'm paid every other week. So that means two months out of the year, you get an extra paycheck, right? Oh, my gosh. Because... Don't tell me it's Adepticon week. Is... Oh, dude, it's Adepticon, baby. So oh, wow. This, so I'm really lucky. Literally, it is the, um, the uh, not next, it is the Friday of Adepticon. I'm getting my an extra paycheck, basically. Mm. So... I think I want to – there's going to be some deals at the Mantic booth. So I think I'm going to pick up a couple pieces to round out my um, – what I need for my Forge Fathers. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to pick up some Forge Father stuff, uh, so, you know, some Firefight stuff. I'm always looking to Reaper. I love that line. So I think I'm going to maybe – I don't have yeah. any of their, of their high-density paints. Right. Series. Well, Re- Reaper has a great deal where – and, and and it's funny that I haven't done it yet, but I got to make my list. Um, in the past, what I they sell a thing where 
I don't know, hundred dollars, whatever it was, hundred and something. You get the case and you fill it. Maybe it's 33 paints, 35 paints. I'm not sure, but you fill it up and they have the entire line there. So yeah. my problem though, is I've got three or 400 bottles of Reaper paint already. So I've got to go and actually be more, I, I'm not going to be able to do it from memory. I'm going to have to write down, well, what paint should I get? Yeah. So I, I'm going to, I always do it every year. It's great. And there's usually the, um, he's called the magnet Baron. I'll mm-hmm. probably, if he's there again, he has the really like high powered, like in all the different sizes. So usually I try to get like a bunch of magnets. So I think I'll, mm-hmm. I'll try to find his booth, maybe some of the, um, you know, I don't know. It's going to be crazy. You know, you never, and part of Adepticon is you don't know what you want. Creature caster always has a booth there. So mm-hmm. maybe I'll pick up like a cool big monster for something. Did you uh, grab any of the uh, crazy boxes that are on sale right now? No. Uh, as part of the, the so I did, and uh, they're going to deliver it to me at Adepticon. So oh, I picked nice. up one of the terrain ones. So I'm super excited about that. And obviously we've got a bunch of new dice. So yes. that's really cool as well. I'll be bringing dice with me. Yeah. So super. Yeah, I am definitely cool. using the two check bags this year. So I'll have the one check bag with my Absolutely. clothes. And I always mention, and as you guys just heard talking with Kyle, I'll have the one check <clears> bag <throat> that will be empty for all because I like to get like, I'll get like a sweatshirt, you know, I'll get, I already, you know, paid for that in my part of my entry. Like I always like getting some clothes and stuff from events. So I'll have that, but uh, yeah, just really excited. We're on the home stretch here. You know, now it's time to get our list together, finish up our last painting, and the next thing you know, we'll be we'll be on the you'll be on the road, and I'll be uh, Britain and I will be in the air. So exactly. Now, are you guys coming together? Going to land so, together? Or yeah. So we're that? landing together. So he's flying out of San Diego. I'm flying out of Sacramento, and we've just planned to land at roughly the same time. Nice. So then we will because he usually will rent a car, and then we'll mm-hmm. drive. I'm staying at one of the nearby hotels, and then he's at the S- event. S- which hotel are you staying at? I'm staying. I, we're staying. Me and Trent and I believe Tyler are staying at the Holiday Inn Express. Maybe. I'm yeah, sure. I'm at the Marriott Bonvoy because that's usually where I go for my points. So, but it's all within like five minutes of the. Yeah, event. yeah, yeah. I need close. to I need to mention that to Mike because I think that's where Mike. So I'm riding up Wednesday morning at six a.m. Uh-huh. Coming with Mike, and I think Mike is uh looking i think he's a marriott junkie okay yeah i'll be at the marriott so if he wants the uber together from the from the hotel he'll he'll have his car oh okay he'll he'll have his car yeah yeah yeah. so okay yeah i'm staying at the marriott and that was one where it was the link was sold out and i just went directly to the website and just got my hotel room you know through there um and then i think a bunch of the omaha guys are coming in on thursday i think uh now we have tom annis and, and john green are coming down from uh the south so it really is going to be a great, uh, co- you know, gathering of uh, people I can't wait to see. So I can't wait. It's going to be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Well, any final thoughts, Rob? You know, this Road to Adepticon series, I think, has been pretty fun. I think it's gotten a lot of people excited and ready for Adepticon. I'm just excited about. Um, I just want to be here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I just feel like uh, I, I, I'm so anxious. I'm just like, yeah. come on, let's just let's just get it there. And, and obviously, part of me also wishes I had two or three more weeks. Right. Sure. <laughs> but uh, at some point, you just got to cut your losses with what you've got. Yeah. And I feel, don't feel like with an event like this, you're so busy preparing for it and dealing with life and everything. It doesn't actually feel real until like that first day that you're there. And you're walking through the halls and it's everyone's mm-hmm. there hanging out and playing. So I know, you know, I'm so excited uh, to, to get out of town and get away from life for a little bit and get into a place of like-minded souls. 
and have, and I'm excited that, you know, going to be going in there on Wednesday. So we'll have a day to relax, get settled. And then we'll have four days of, I mean, it's just incredible, you know, and I can't wait. We're going to be recording, you know, while you're in the Armada tournament, which I just checked, which is amazing. That's sold out at 26 players. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. You know, Um, like I said, I haven't played a lot of it. I haven't played a lot, Uh but I bet you this is going to spark my passion. I've got like orc fleets and I've got Basilean fleets and boy, those Varanger slash Northern Alliance fleets kind of call into me. And obviously the Trident Realm stuff coming out. And now's a good time, right? Uh, the Spring Sale's happening, and they yes. have a ton of their... Uh, you, you buy the whole collection, and it's significantly... You know, it's a Mantic Direct product, and uh, it's yeah. significantly cheaper right now. Uh, so yeah, and I know... You know, you you haven't heard it yet, but uh, on the front half of this episode, Kyle talked. They really the Mantic booth this year is going to be loaded loaded to bear. So make sure with a with a bunch of great deals. So yeah. if you want to pick up any yeah, Mantic product, Pat, Pat talked about a few of them. I think on one of the shows, right? There's uh-huh. going to be some good yeah. discounts. The more you buy, the the more you get off, kind of thing. So yeah, br- bring exactly. your extra cash and bring an extra suitcase if you're flying. Yes. Well, awesome. I hope. And then uh, you know, make sure if you are coming to Adepticon and Rob and I haven't met you or you know feel free just come up and say hello if you want to get on the show you know well you know just come up we love getting new voices on the show to say hello talk about your local scene so right rob so don't hesitate to come up and yeah say, and hey. if we meet you we might ask you anyways even if you yeah. don't ask us <laughs> yes. we'll like hey you got five minutes to just chat on the podcast yeah please right. be on our show be our friend yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly so well that's fantastic i i'm just super excited that i'm ready Let's get it on. Yeah, that's where that's where I feel right now. It's it's the home stretch, and now I'm ready to throw roll dice and have fun. Stay tuned. Like Rob said, we maybe we'll slip in one more road to Depticon episode. If not, we got a bunch of really great stuff on the dock. And I know Rob, you just did an Abyssal Dwarf Army review that you're working <laughs> well, on. That's why I didn't make that's why I didn't make the chat with Kyle. It was four yeah. hours, and like we were supposed to do back to back, and by we were the guys were rolling. And there's awesome. a lot of cop, cop. And here's the thing: we didn't even really touch on the hobby aspect of it, or the of the of the fluff. Uh-huh. We didn't really cover the background stuff because we ran out of time. We, we kind of said four hours is long enough. So yeah. you know, we may have to do a part two. That's part two. Part two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. It's really, really great. I, I'm excited to. You know, abyssal dwarves are not necessarily a well. They're not a very popular army right now, and so I'm really excited to hear the reaction to an episode where. You, we had three really diverse voices, different perspectives. Really, yeah, they're playing yeah. it very differently. Nice, and uh, so it, it should be fun. I'm, I'm excited. Of course, no, I'm not looking forward to the massive editing. Yes, task <laughs> that, that that it means. And um, so, and as you're listening to this, you also had hopefully enjoyed the release that came out on Wednesday, where we talked to Adney Patton, who's a new player uh, who's coming in from the co- competitive 40k scene, and we're we're kind of tracking his, or we're kind of following his. Uh, journey you know kind of like a case study yeah entry into the hobby yeah i mean we're kind of following his journey through the kings of war you know community into and through as he develops and stuff and so you know hopefully you enjoyed that first one where we talked to him before he's played any games but read the rules so stay tuned we got like i said we got a bunch of stuff coming up and then you might you might have a little bit of 
uh, hiatus just as Rob and I are away at Adepticon. And then obviously we'll start editing all the content we get at Adepticon once yeah. we get back. Well, let's be honest. We got we got Alex making shows now, right? So Oh, well, then maybe at least one, two or three his, this month. Yeah, yeah, his one or two shows this year will be the shows in between while we're at Adepticon. So. Exactly, exactly. But to be fair, when we are at Adepticon, obviously we might be back down to one show a week. Yes. Right, just because we've been using this uh, Adepticon, Road to Adepticon series as kind of a, a Sunday release. Like and an extra so, filler episode each week because they're pretty easy to put together. Yeah, not light, usually light on editing unless I'm yeah. on it, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for, you know, taking part in this Road to Adepticon series with us. Again, if you're going to Adepticon, make sure you come up and say hi to Rob and myself. Get ready for an awesome Mantic night. Let's see if Pat falls asleep again. And uh, with that, remember, always keep counter charging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. 